This is Weirdly Enough, your regular podcast for strange stories and amazing facts. Delivered straight to your favorite podcast directory and at weirdlyenough.com. Now, here are your hosts, Andy and Len. Back again, back again. Yes, uh, we're back again with uh, Weirdly Enough. I'm Andy Kane. And I'm Dan Johnson. Good to have you uh, along for the uh, the ride. Oh, well, just fix these uh, volume levels. So, uh, we've already covered quite a wide-ranging to- uh, amount of topics. We've uh, we've looked at Micronations and the, yeah, yeah. the Micronation World Cup uh, seems yeah. to be a big thing. Yeah. Uh, and before that, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? I can't even remember now. Oh, uh, it was, um, that's a good question, the Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth, yes. Yes, the Hollow uh-huh. Earth. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this week we're going to be uh, looking at uh, just pressing a few buttons here. What what is it this week we're we're going to the hum the hum what what's the hum the hum now it's a very this is strange it's a phenomenon or um, a collection of phenomena that's heard around the world yeah uh, and it's basically like a a persistent low frequency humming noise oh right and it's heard by lots of people um, it's perceived. People have described it as like a distant diesel engine idling, <laughs> or low-pitched sound. That could get um, annoying, I suppose. And it, it is just literally like a hum. Now, people often talk about the the Taoist hum. Right. The Taoist hum. Well, uh, but I mean, it's been described as the Bristol hum, yeah. or the, the Windsor, Ontario hum, because it's been heard in, in different places across the world, including Ireland. Right. Where in Ireland? Um... Well, it, it, it was it was heard round about Strangford Lock and also a place called Beaufort, or Beaufort, down in County Kerry. Right. Um, now, this was in the news back in 2012. Um, and locals were actually... They reckon their lives were made hell about it because it used to keep them up at night right. uh, and really annoy them. And actually, um, one of the Healy Rays, the famous Healy Ray, the political dynasty, yeah. um, was trying to chase this up. Um, with um, the local authorities, but they didn't really they didn't really get, get a satisfactory explanation for it. You know, the uh, one I heard about Windsor, Ontario, uh, yeah. and I looked into this a bit myself. It's just across the river. In fact, the USA is north of Windsor, Ontario, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which is funny because it's just the way that the river and everything goes round. But uh, north of Windsor is Detroit, and there's a lot of an industry and industrial things going on in Detroit, and and people. Uh, I assume perhaps that the, the hum is coming uh, the Windsor hum anyway is coming from some sort of industry happening across the river and across the border in uh, in Detroit well there's there's been a number of investigations under the hum uh, for example in 2006 Tom Moore of Massey University in Auckland New Zealand um, did a few recordings of the Auckland hum right because that was a thing down in New Zealand as well yeah um now they found that the hum was about fifty six hertz, so uh, and then they looked into the Taoist hum as well, um, and they found the frequency was between about thirty two hertz and, and eighty hertz. Hmm. So they've actually got very consistent, you know, r- results for the you know the frequency of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's been a few kind of strange um, ideas, but like some people think um, it's the earth vibrating. Um, and some people think that it's explained by scientists say that the Earth gives off a subtle vibration right. at a frequency of ten millihertz, <laughs> uh, and humans no, aren't supposed to be able to hear at this low of a frequency. But 
they think some people could have very sensitive ears that do pick up the hum. So you're actually listening to the, the humming of the earth. So it's very, what is it? Do you say high frequency, low frequency? It's low very frequency. Very low frequency. Yeah, yeah. low frequency. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, now, there's oh, a few good websites. There's one um, I came across. Uh, it was a WordPress site. Um, and it was uh, Dr. McPherson. Yeah. Um, now he was a guy um, he was looking at it, I believe um, I think he wor- works out of the UK but he's got a, a website called thehum.info right uh, and you can email in or you know your accounts or your experiences or, or, or any recordings you might make of the hum yeah uh, and you can it can also be emailed at glenn.mcpherson at gmail.com right um, but you, you're not guaranteed a reply because he's been flooded with emails. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's just so many of them happening. There's just so many of them, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm going to be very unprofessional and, and move your mic a bit closer to you. <laughs> that's, that's just how it happens. It's the, it's the hum. In this podcasting world, it's, yeah. Is that about better? Yeah. <laughs> I think so, it's, yeah. I'm lit, my face is literally touching the mic now. No, I think that's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the hum. It's... Yeah. A, it's, it's, mm, it's, it's Interfering with it. Um, now, obviously, it, the hum causes a lot of distress to people. Yes, I uh, can imagine that. It can give you headaches, it can agitate you, it can, can stop you sleeping or whatever. Mm. Uh, now, this guy, Dr. Glenn McPherson, has devised a way to alleviate um, the symptoms of the hum. And what's uh, that? How, how do people go about alleviating it he's built what he calls the denning box I don't know why it's called a denning box I don't know why you wouldn't just call it the McPherson box yeah. uh, but it's basically a modest a, man you know a VLF blocking aluminium minion box uh-huh. um, that basically looks like a metal coffin right so you can go and sleep in this little box in. at night and that'll, that'll stop the hum hmm. yeah so it seems like quite an, an extreme way of doing it it does doesn't it yeah uh, I've had people talk to me um around where I live and say on a Sunday morning they always experience a hum and they hear this hum yeah, yeah, yeah. long uh, far away and, uh, and it goes on for hours especially early on a Sunday morning and I've said to them you know what it is no it's a street sweeper and they More say no likely, rubbish know. rubbish it's not yeah, and it yeah. is I've, I've seen them get I've got closer and closer to them and they get louder and louder and uh, the hum, but because it's a Sunday morning, uh, street sweepers are probably out all times. But a Sunday morning is very little traffic noise, so uh, you can pick up on it more. You see, different things can affect sound. You know, like weather can affect sound, wind can affect sound, hills, you know, buildings, all mm. these things. Your know, time of day, it can all affect the way you know the sound bounces around. Uh, there's a guy called Barry Frewer. Yeah. Um, now he goes down a, a more conspiratorial route he thinks the hum is actually a directed sound energy weapon that the government are testing which government? the man, the government <laughs> you know, he, all of them all of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he reckon uh, there's been some experimentation down in Porton Down you know the notorious Porton Down oh yeah, yeah. He's, uh, it, it's more infamous for sure biological Yes, weapon research, but he thinks you know they've been doing a bit of the, you know the old sound uh-huh. stuff as well. Um, now there's a very weird explanation I came across, uh, and that is that it's actually caused by animals. Oh, um, now they reckon again there's hums all over the place. There's a West Seattle hum, a hum that was heard in the western bit of the city of Seattle. 
And the animals is like foxes and holes just sitting around no, hunting to let, people. You literally won't be able to guess what that says. Right. It's the most bizarre thing. I had to like double check it when yeah. I was reading over yeah. this. A midshipman fish. A midshipman fish? A fish. Yes. Um, now, this is really weird because they actually did... Now, there was a home in Sausalito down in California. Right. Uh, on the west coast. And they did find it was the mating call of a male midshipman fish. All right. So, presumably, this thing would poke its head out of the water. Yeah. And go, and then go down again. So, they yeah. read, it turned out to be this, this random fish <laughs> that was creating the hum. Um, the Scottish Association for Marine Science. I've got I've got one here, if yeah, you want yeah. to hear it. This is, in fact, cutting edge investigation. Yeah. Yeah, I'll turn it down. Let me see if I can get this. A midshipman fish. If it's going to load up. Here it is. It's very hummy to me. You know what? That's actually quite... I was sceptical. Yeah. <laughs> but that is sounding very hummy to me. That's courtesy of Science News uh, on YouTube. You can find that. Yeah, the midshipman fish. So uh, it's humming. Is it humming underwater or is it coming up to the surface and making that noise? That's a good point, I'll say. It might be, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not up on my marine biology. Um, now... There was a similar uh, sound in Hive in Hampshire. Yeah. And the Scottish Association for Marine Science has hypothesised that um, it could be a similar sonic fish that's doing its thing at night. Uh-huh. Um, now, obviously, there's been cases of the home that have turned out to be not really up to much, like, you know. Like street sweepers. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's a, a home in a house that was part of the Daily Telegraph. <laughs> Uh, letters from readers on the 18th of January 2018 it turned out to be a wasp's nest oh right yeah. so yeah uh-huh. th- sometimes there are quite well somebody took the, the time to write to the telegraph of all things <laughs> sir, sir sir there's a humming in my house please come and investigate yeah and there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of media coverage uh, Radio 4 uh, did an investigation of the hum phenomenon in their punt PI yeah fuck best comedy program <laughs> Right? Uh-huh. Radio uh, 4. Yeah, Radio 4. Um, popular culture. Um, it's been Murdoch Mysteries. What's Murdoch? Oh, it's, it's I mean, I've those, heard of that. Yeah, yeah, Murdoch Mysteries. It's one of those sort of daytime... ITV3 things. Yeah, yeah. ITV. Yeah. yeah, Murdoch Mysteries. Um, an episode called Tattered and Torn. Uh, the hum can be heard while Murdoch interviews Malcolm Lamb. Right. Uh, and it was in the X-Files. All right. Uh, in uh-huh. 1998, uh, Agent Mulder speculates that extremely low-frequency radio waves may be behind the so-called Taos hum mm. in an episode called um, Drive. So it's it's made a bit of an impact on, on popular culture. Uh, the old Murdoch thing would, would make sense, actually, because uh, the, the Murdoch Mysteries comes from Ontario, Lake Ontario, yeah, all, yeah. all around there. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously going back to that uh, Washington, or what was it, Windsor, Ontario? Thing? Windsor, Ontario, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it has apparently been heard down around Strangford Lock. Right. Um, yeah, so it's it's been an ongoing thing. Uh, there's various quotes today of the hum uh, one resident of Bondi Beach in Sydney mm-hmm. told the Daily Telegraph it sends people around here crazy all you can do is put music on to block it out some people leave the fans on maybe uh, it's the fans that are causing it collectively could, could be yeah. Kitty Jack from Leeds told the BBC it's a kind of torture sometimes you just want to scream it's hard to get off to sleep because I hear this throbbing sound in the background you're tossing and turning and you get more and more agitated about it 
<clears throat> oh, excuse me. I thought I thought I pressed a button there that would uh, like a sneeze button. But it yeah, work. yeah, it's it's a very strange, yeah, yeah. Strange, strange phenomenon. And I think now we've opened, uh, we've gone down the rabbit hole as such. Well, I think we've opened gone. a can of worms. I think we'll have a lot of people contacting us now that they've heard the hum. Yeah, and if well, they could send us recordings as well, podcast at weirdly enough dot com is our email address. Get a bit of uh, interaction. Yes, out there, you know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, is that it? I think that is. That is it. Okay. Uh, there's loads and loads of different ways to get uh, Weirdly Enough. And we would love, if you do listen to us, if you do subscribe, please give us a, a, a review. Five star, if you think it's worth five stars. Uh, we're on Apple Podcast Stitcher. Tune in the podcasts. iHeartRadio, we're on now as well. Spotify. Uh, then we're on uh, the smaller networks as well Overcast, Pocketcast, Castro, Castbox and Podchaser you can also get our RSS feed straight from our website where you can listen to us it's a, it's a mobile friendly site uh, and that is weirdlyenough.com if you have heard the hum uh, podcast at weirdlyenough.com uh, or get in touch with us um, we're on Twitter uh, weirdlyenoughpc is our uh, handle on Twitter and we're also weirdlyenoughpodcast on Facebook. So every week, uh, well, it's actually more of an occasional thing. I look at uh, weird TV and weird entertainment that's out there. It is occasional because we might be able to pick up things that that are noteworthy uh, every week. But uh, this week I've been fascinated by a new PlayStation game. Well, it's not new, uh, but it's new to me. It's It's a game called Death Stranding. Have right. you seen that? What no. That Sounds about sinister. It's been out a few months now, um, so uh, so it's not really new, but it is an amazing find. It's cre- created by a Japanese video game guru called Hideo Kojima, and he's been around since since the eighties. Uh, he worked on the Metal Gear series, Metal oh, Gear yeah. Solid, and, and all of those kind of uh, kind of series. Um, but this is a new game from him and a new concept. The game takes place in a fictional open open world uh, landscape modelled on what looks a bit like Iceland. Uh, it's set during uh, or after some sort of terrible ca- catastrophe has killed most most people off. Uh, the hero of the game is this guy called Sam Porter Bridges. He's played by uh, Norman Reedus. Uh, who's an actor, he's been in a lot of things. He's basically this courier that walks about this world, this this landscape that I say looks a bit like Iceland, and he car- carries important materials and stuff yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from place to place. That's the basic concept it, of it. Is it Iceland, or does it just resemble Iceland? It just resembles it, yeah, I yeah. think. And and the reason, well, it's very much kind of mossy and, and looks yeah, yeah. like that, and hilly and, and rocks and things everywhere. Uh, and uh, Kajimi visited Iceland in about 2014 and took uh, photos. It's on his Twitter feed. Uh, he says, oh, it's very mossy here or something. And, and people reckon that he saw the, uh, the landscape in that and decided to, to create the, this world. I'll have to show it to you later. It is amazing. You know, if you, even if you're not into games, go, go to YouTube and, uh, and look it up. Um, the, the w- really weird thing about this game, though, is your character carries this bottle strapped to, to his front with with uh, a baby inside it like a fetus right. that's been okay. grown is it uh, like a homunculus maybe yeah yeah this little this little baby and the baby reacts to and detects invisible monsters the monsters that you can't see but the baby can see it and it, it'll start reacting and, and start oh. setting off like that sounds sirens. extremely weird it is it's weird extremely weird is it like, is it like a little genetically kind of created job yes designed for that purpose it seems to be but it seems to be you know a, a 
genetically engineered human designed for that purpose, which is a bit odd and unsettling. Yes, if you want to. Homunculus. It's got a really cool soundtrack as well. There's some Icelandic bands in there as well. Which oh, I think, right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like Sager Ross. Or yeah, something like that, that kind of stuff. It's not Sager Ross, but it's other bands like that. And it's quite cool. It's kind of, even though there's all these monsters and things, you know, that are invisible and stuff, it's quite calming in a way just kind of walking mm-hmm. over this landscape and carrying your packages and stuff 10 out of 10 i'm giving it for for weirdness my weirdness scale is giving it a 10 out of 10 maybe for gameplay and stuff like that it isn't quite as high but uh very good fine go and give it a go if you're into your games so i've been having a bit of a look about on uh on the news feeds uh and news over the time and and <laughs> this is a bit of a weird story that i just thought uh sounded good it's in in Dallas, in Texas, and they've now got their own leaning tower. Uh, following an implosion uh, to demolish an 11-story affiliate computer services building uh, last Sunday, well, when this was written, so I don't know if it's a few Sundays ago now, uh, the, the building, part of the building failed to collapse the core of the building, and many people locally uh, are taking to social media to liken the lopsided tower to Italy's famous Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, right so they're there. doing all those photos where they're, they're at a distance, but they're pretending yeah, yeah. to lean against it. I'd be worried it would collapse on you. Well, they're they're far enough away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Perspective. And of course, there's, uh, yeah, those cows are nearby. Those ones are far away. And those ones are. Difficult. Oh, shades of Father Ted. An online petition has even popped up encouraging the local authority to save the landmark from destruction, stating that if nothing else comes from the endeavour, at least they can do it for the memes. So yes, people want to create memes and think mm. it should th- demand their memes and think it should stay there. <laughs> uh, the president of the company responsible for the de- demolition has defended uh, the firm's actions, saying this type of construction with the central core and outer columns they're tough, obviously. They would need to be. Yeah, yeah punctuation uh, is his strong point, I think. Uh, and he, he, we get this all the time. We've got a lot of these. Uh, back when we did our radio show, we talked about this quite a few times. It's people calling emergency services over really daft things. So you'll get stuff like pizzas not being delivered on time. And, you know, somebody locked out of their flat, you know, and they ring 999. Or just really, uh, oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a wasp in my house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, I need you to sort it. But one woman from Ohio was arrested last week. After she repeatedly called 911 to complain that her parents had cut off her mobile phone service. <laughs> what age was she? 36. Still living with her parents? What? Did you, what? Uh, S- Saloni uh, Kurtapal. Right. Uh, she's from Jackson, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Still lives with her parents. She's a, yeah, a yeah. registered realtor. So she's a, a, an estate agent to, to us. Could she not sort her own phone out? I know. You'd think that. She told the operator that she used the phone for work and it was wrong that her parents cut it off. The operator reminded her that it wasn't a place matter. But she did. She called back a couple of hours later to insist that it was a place matter and that they help her out. And now she's in court. Do, do you mind if I interject with a very quick observation? What's that? That epitomises first world problems. Yeah, it? first world problems. It's like on Twitter during the week. Somebody unironically um, was saying, "Oh, one of the problems in Ireland is you know you, you can't get a, a decent coffee after five pm." <laughs> and I, again, I would debate that. Yeah, you know uh-huh. that's debatable, but also it's kind of like first world problems. Uh, and also you won't get to sleep. I don't drink coffee after yeah. about one in the afternoon because I I know I, that's my caffeine cutoff. Yeah, I think my caffeine cutoff is probably like 
nine now. I seem to have developed a worrying high level of to- tolerance to oh, coffee. Nine years. at night. Oh yeah, no. yeah. Which oh, is probably no. not a good thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, first world problems. First world problems. <laughs> Uh, since the 1950s uh, and, and right up until as recently as t- 2009 uh, a secret department within the Ministry of Defence has been documenting and investigating reports of UFOs and now these previously classified files have been made public for the first time so you can you can go to a website it's a really long URL they probably want, want to keep you away from it but we'll put the link up on Facebook mm. um, the file basically details it's a PDF and it details the date, location and description of the sightings uh, the MOD have decided to publish it uh, following numerous freedom of information requests. Really, really, yeah. Uh, I'll click the link link now and uh, have a look. Let's see. It's um, January 09. Let's see. The time wasn't given. Porth call in Meg Morgan. A diamond-shaped red light came towards him from the sea. Uh, rear end of the diamond was blue light. It was incredibly hot as it passed overhead with no sound. And there's you know, pages and pages and pages of these. Are we putting the link up? On, yeah, we'll put, I, I wouldn't mind checking that out myself. Um, let's see. On my birthday, uh, 11th of April, in Bromley and Kent, just a UFO. Well, what year is that? Uh, 2009. These are all 2009. Uh, so I don't know if it goes back to the 50s. I don't know if you can get the 50s, but... Uh, First uh, of October, M1 South, very sharp turn in jet stream, very sharp for an aircraft, and very high up, like an unusual airliner height. <laughs> what are people reporting these? And I don't know, but there you are. Yeah, we'll, we'll put that link up. Thirty nine pages of them. Uh, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back again next week uh, with a podcast all about what is it? the Men in Black. <gasps> Oh, we can't we can't sing that song because we'll be hit uh, back with a copyright strike. We would. I watched that film recently. Parts of it, snippets of it. The first one was good. The sequel was not I so good. I forgot they even did a sequel, but no, that There's was the, the first n- one. Numerous sequels. And it's one where the guy's skin kind of falls off yeah, after the yeah, alien yeah, goes yeah. into him. Very good. Okay, thanks very much for listening. Uh, weirdly enough, Doc com is our website of course uh do subscribe to us through any uh, of the podcast services out there leave a positive review we'd really appreciate that five-star review means that we get out there and get heard by more people uh, and that really does encourage us to make more of these episodes thank you thanks for listening to weirdly enough remember to subscribe to get the latest edition as soon as it drops And don't forget to leave a review. Email us about anything we've discussed or with your own weird tale at podcast at weirdlyenough.com.